Now, now, let's just calm down. Perhaps you didn't hear. Dr. Olin has retired. Charles is his replacement from Clear Minds. And, wait, where are you going? I don't believe you. Fascinating. Wait, hold up! You wouldn't just retire, not without telling me. Did you know him well? Did? No, I do know him well. He wouldn't just leave. You work for Clear Minds, so you should know that's not how they work. Should I? Do you work for Clear Minds, or just Dr. Olin? I work for myself. Why are you following me? Why? Well, perhaps it's because we're both heading in the same direction? And as entertaining it may be to watch you and Charles go head-to-head, cooler minds may prevail here. (sighs) My friend is missing. And you call for cooler minds? Missing? You don't know Dr. Olin, but there are a few reasons he would up and leave. None of them good. He may have left something behind in his office. A clue. Not sure you should be rummaging through Charles's office. He... Olin. Dr. Olin's office. Right. Yes, of course. My point is, Charles has a system. I wouldn't advise messing with that. How could I have missed it? The office was clean, boxes lining the walls. I should have known something was wrong. It's right. Let's say you are right. Oh my god! What? It's right. <sighs> For the love of... It is you! I mean, I kind of figured. Is it... Is that the same coat? Wait, do you just have, like, a bunch of them? How many of those do you have? Eli? Eli, what are you doing here? Oh, it's just been a few weeks. I was getting a little bit worried. I mean, yeah, it's not uncommon. I thought he might be with you. Has he been? If not, do you know where he... Or if he went to do a house call? Those are pretty rare, so probably not. You know what? I'm, I'm being silly. He's just probably in his office. I should have checked there first, but I figured I'd ask you. You get less upset when I come to your office. Not by a whole lot, but... Does he ever stop to take a breath? Oh, hey. I didn't notice you there. Well, I did, but I'm not always sure when to do the whole introduction thing. Like, do I do it immediately, or do I wait to be introduced? Dr. Lucian Donahue, and you are? Nice to meet you. I'm Elijah Olin. I go by Eli, though. You said doctor? Do you know my dad? Uh, did you say Olin? Fascinating. Update. It's been about 20 minutes since my audio log of the report about Cody Moore. I have been making slow progress on a few of the notepads, not audio-logging them, of course, but rather separating them based on content. Huh. By this time, I'm usually interrupted by Donahue. He doesn't seem to be able to do multiple audio-logs in succession. He insists on telling me about each one immediately after he records it. He then refuses to leave until I play back mine in full. I have tried telling him this isn't productive, but he doesn't agree. Perhaps I should check on him. What am I thinking? If he isn't bothering me, I should take the blessing. I'll just document another file. Hmm. But if he walks in mid-recording... No, I, I should wait. I would rather file in one take. Right? Well? Well, you see... Eli, look, I need you to take a deep breath. Can you do that for me? Deep breath? Why? People only say that when they have bad news. Do you have bad news, H. Gray? 
Is my dad okay? H. Gray, what happened to my dad? He retired. Oh, well that's not too bad. For the last time, he didn't... <sighs> Eli? Olin... Olin is missing. Missing? No, what? No, he can't be! Eli? He... Eli, take a deep breath. I need you to stay calm. Calm? But he... H. Gray, he's never gone missing before. I mean, yeah, he disappears for weeks sometime, but... Are you sure he... I'm sure. No, no. Eli, calm down. I'm I'm going to find him. Just take a few deep breaths. But he is missing! Uh, what if... Somebody could have... I, I can't... Great. The power's out. Uh, Donahue is no doubt beside himself. I swear there was a flashlight. Some... Ah, here we go. Dead. Of course. Phone light it is. Oh, come on. Did I forget to charge this thing? Uh, slow progress is progress. Alright, I should be fine. Just one foot in front of the other. The power went out? I'm sure it was just a breaker. It'll come back soon. A breaker? You're sure? Wouldn't that only- Eli, you should come with me back to my office. We can discuss this there. I... yeah, yeah, okay. Excuse us, we just gotta get past. Oh, right, yes, of course. I'll just- Excuse me! Wait, no, hold on. Mr. Gray, Eli- Oh, it was nice meeting you! Donahue? Donahue. Oh, damn it all. Yes, yes, Charles, I'm over here. Who were you talking to? I ran into that H. Gray. Turns out he is the P.I. that's on our floor. Also, I met Dr. Olin's son. What are you doing wandering these darkened halls, Charles? I came to find you, and you what? What were you talking about? We can talk about that later. More importantly, you came to find me? Charles, I didn't know you cared. I don't. I just didn't want any of the files damaged. With the lights out and you being you, I figured it was better safe than sorry. Uh-huh. Sure, Charles. Either way, you don't have to worry about me. I'm not afraid of the dark. So, uh, about Dr. Owen's son, oh, what- I nearly forgot. How was that report? Anything interesting? Just you wait until you hear the transcript I read. You wouldn't- Well, would you look at that? Power's back on. Come, Charles, let's go back to the office and swap stories, shall we? Fine. And here we are? Charles. I see it. I'm getting tired of finding things on the floor just inside our office. It's a book. Yes, I can see that. Wait, the door wasn't locked. You didn't lock the door. My, my, Charles, you're starting to slip. Losing files, not locking up? Tisk tisk. I know this book. This is the same book that fell. Charles? Is that? A cassette tape. The book was hollowed out for this. It is obviously one of Olin's tapes. We should play it. Okay. Oh, come on, Charles. If we don't... Wait, what did you say? I said okay. Ah, right then. Carry on.
Dr. Gavin Olin, recording for Clear Minds. I'm sitting here with Marshall Cordell. The date is... still irrelevant. This is session one. Would have been session two, but you turned me away, remember? No more than 15 minutes in and you referred me to another therapist. But now that I have a different body, you're willing to talk? Please say your name for the recording. You called me what? Marshall Cordell? Let's just go with that. Let's start with what you meant by different body. Could you explain? What? You don't remember? Humor me. This is stupid. The first time we met, I was Patricia. I came into your office and wanted your help. Because no matter how hard I try, no matter what I do, they always leave. You didn't care, like, at all. Now that I'm Marshall, suddenly you do? You know, if it wasn't for the fact that you're the only therapist on this side of the city that I haven't spoken to, I wouldn't even bother. You're right. I misjudged you. I deal with special cases. At the time, I thought your case would have been better handled with someone who I thought could help you more. I was wrong, and I apologize. Uh, thank you. Tell me, what's it like when you are between bodies? I don't know how to describe it. Please, try. It's... it's like I'm a ghost. I can feel myself floating through the city. I feel... Untethered. My mind is... it's like a fugue state. I'm barely conscious. My thoughts are more like vague feelings. I don't very much like it. That must be very confusing for you. How do you choose a body? How? That's... I guess I don't. Not fully. It's like I'm called to one, like I can feel the oppressive darkness in them. When I do, something in me latches on, like some primal urge. It's an itch that I have to scratch. Witches go away. People fight their base instincts all the time. Why latch on? Why? What kind of question is that? I want to help, that's all. All I want. All I ever wanted. Did you help Patricia? No. I tried. I really did. I always try. And what about who you are now? Have you helped Marshall? You don't understand. You're right. I don't understand. So help me. Explain it to me. I wouldn't know how. Just start where you are comfortable. Start where I'm comfortable? That's just it. I'm not. I want to be. I try to be, but how can I be? Before I came along, Marshall had lived a long life, as you can see. His skin is cracked and wrinkled. Creases that show his, our, life. Like a novel written on flesh. Every laugh has been immortalized on our face. Every scowl, too. Even these bony hands, rough but frail, at the same time. There have been ups and downs in plenty. 
The downs are never more in number than the ups, yet each down has always weighed on him more. Every mistake feeling dire, every tear an ocean. An air of hopelessness hangs around his person. Simply put, Doctor, he has always had a deep sadness inside. So, how could I just sit back and do nothing? I wanted to help. I'm trying to help. How, exactly? Any and every way I can, of course. I came to him in his sleep, as I always do. I worked my way through every crack in his mind, spreading myself throughout his aching body. And just like that, he became we. I woke us. Sitting up, I looked about our room. It was bare, uniform. The only smidge of personality was a single framed picture. Lily, our late wife. A lifetime, and yet not an ounce of personality. I stood us up and walked to the mirror. Our fingers traced our face. I memorized every line, every sunspot, every flaw. I then moved about the house. Our body is slow and screams in protest with each movement. It took ages. I needed a closer look at every detail of our life, every photo, and even every item in the fridge. When I was done, I sat us on the couch and I poured through our memories. You have to understand, I needed to know what I was dealing with. That way, I could help us as much as I possibly could. But our body, it's so old and so tired. I didn't put anything away. All the drawers I opened, every cabinet I searched, all the photo albums, it... It was a mess. Before I knew it, I could feel him. His mind stirred, and I knew what that meant. My turn was over, and he was taking back control. So, this possession, it doesn't last? I don't like that word. I like sharing more. Did he consent? Well, I didn't say it was the wrong word. I just don't like it. I see. And what's it like for you, when Marshall takes control of the body? Horrible! I don't see anything. Not light, not darkness, just... nothing. I feel cold and alone. My thoughts echo back at me like a wave becoming a tsunami. Time is lost to me. Every moment feels like a millisecond, but also... like an eon. And what of Marshall? What happens to him when you are in control? I like to think that he's happy, that he is dreaming of Lily, or of better days, of sunshine and of youth. But you don't know. He could be in the same nightmare as you, correct? Like I said, I like to think he's happy. I see. Please, continue. Eventually, my thoughts begin to calm. Like the tsunami had crashed, and the waves began to level out. That's how I know it's about to be my turn. I came to, and we were in a hospital room. I was wearing a thin gown, and the air was cold, but refreshing compared to where I just was. A few moments later, a doctor appeared. He spoke to me like we just left off in a conversation. 
He wanted to run more tests. I declined and insisted I be discharged. I had work to do. Environments are important. They can shape our thoughts, and until I arrived, Marshall's environment was bland, was gray, and because of this, so was he. I knew where I wanted to help. I took our car to the store. I learned from Patricia that if you find the right furniture store, you could have same-day delivery, and even pay extra to have things moved in and the old to be taken out. I had a productive day. I swapped out the old and depressing interior. Anything that didn't have sentimental value went into the trash. I replaced those things with mirrors, paintings, and plants. I turned our house into a warm, inviting home. I was halfway through painting the kitchen when I could feel him coming back. And it was a shame. I wanted to do the walls before that. I wanted to surprise him. I wish I could have seen his face. He must have been so happy. So tell me why that when I came back the police crawled the house. Why did that ungrateful grandchild of ours have an arm around our shoulder? She never cared for us. And why, why was Marshall's face wet? Why had we been crying? I'm sure that it was upsetting for him. One minute he was at the hospital, and the next he was at home. But one that he didn't recognize. So? I did that for him! For us! He was miserable there. Anyone would be. It was lifeless. It was dark and lonely. I gave us light. I gave us life. He should have been grateful. I knew what my mistake was. I started too big. Change can be scary, even if it's for the better. So, after kicking out that rotten child and telling the police to leave, I knew what I had to do. A bad diet can cause mood swings, and I knew his fridge was full of ready-to-eat food and microwavable dinners. That just wouldn't do. So, in the trash they went. I was a young man named Mark once. From him, I learned about this app where you can order groceries. It is honestly a huge time saver. Our eyes aren't what they used to be, and I wasn't going to drive us out there at night. All organic food. Fresh and locally sourced. I was proud of this improvement for us. We could support local businesses, eat healthier, and even learn how to cook. This would be a great hobby, since idle hands are not great for the spirits, after all. I'm sure that if you made that decision with Marshall, he would agree, but I don't think- Right? You get it, Doctor. I was doing us a favor. So, you could imagine that after he took back over, I came back to see that all my work was ruined. The food I had bought us was gone, and it was replaced with pizza rolls, chips, and snack foods. I tried again, in the trash they went, but when I tried to place the order, the card was declined. Luckily, when I was in control, it was midday, so off to the bank I went. I was fuming when I learned that he cancelled our card and ordered a new one. Didn't he understand that I was trying to help us? This isn't my first rodeo, though. I figured out what to do if things like this happened. I closed our account and withdrew all our money. He simply couldn't be trusted with it. After I bought some healthy food, again, I hid the remainder of the cash in the laundry room. He rarely takes us in there. That's not exactly Smart, what... right? I was just getting started. 
I wanted to do so many things. I was going to get us a job. For a while now, we have been missing a purpose. And some stores will always hire the old to be greeters. I was going to sign us up for a dating app. Just because we're old doesn't mean we're dead, after all. You say was. What happened? That grandchild happened is what. When I was back in control, we were at some nursery home. Some doctor was there. Apparently they had some heavy conversation. She was crying and the doctor had pity and feigned concern on his face. I tried to leave, but apparently Marshall had already signed our life away. I was stopped and dragged off to some plain and boring room. We were right back where we started. We saw a few doctors, and each time I was in control, I tried to explain what happened. But they wouldn't listen. They acted like I was crazy. From an outside perspective, you can see why your behavior can be viewed as erratic, can't you? Not really, no. Every action I did made sense. Before me, Marshall was sad. He was hurting. Why couldn't he see that? I'm only here to help. I believe you are honestly trying to. How are you here with me today? I'm assuming the nursery won't let you come and go as you please. Well, I escaped. You... what? I don't feel comfortable knowing this. Comfortable? Welcome to my world, Doctor. Eh, they can't help us there. You know that. Why do you think I've only seen therapists on this side of the city? Marshall had a long life, this is true, but he also had a stationary one. So, I then decided that's what we needed. To travel, to see new sights. <laughs> I only got us to an unfamiliar part of this city. This body can only move so fast. Truth be told, Marshall doesn't have many memories outside of that same block he grew up in. I still have plans for us to see the world, Doctor. It's just difficult to navigate around. Our mind isn't as sharp as it used to be. These streets can be so confusing. Not like it matters. Most of my time is spent finding a good place to hide the money I earned for us. And finding somewhere that he can't hurt much progress and taking us back to that damn nursery. Then, after his turn, it's mainly finding our way back to the money. It sounds like you are making a lot of decisions without communicating to him. Have you tried? It could be helpful, if, when you are in control, to write to him. I do this all the time. These hands shake and can't hold on to those small pens. I bought some paint, though, with a large brush. I leave messages where I can. They don't make notebooks that big, so I do what I can. Recently, in a motel, I wrote on the walls and mirrors. I have to choose my words carefully with such limited space. We are the same. Stop trying to go home. Let me have control. This is our body. Things like that. I even tried to get his attention and wrote, Stop this, Marshall! Can I ask you what color paint you used? Red! It stands out better. <sighs> of course you did. Anyway, I've given up trying to explain it. Actions speak louder than words, after all. 
which is also why I'm so confused. I go out of my way to show rather than tell, so tell me why he did this to our body. Is that a scar? What happened? Whenever our body's in danger or feels way too much pain, I'm pushed to the surface to take control, to protect us. One night, my turn came early as we sat in some motel bathroom. A kitchen knife made some serious cuts into our arm. I did the proper thing, cleaned the wounds, and stitched up with some supplies I managed to scrounge up. I was pretty resourceful, I think. I wasn't mad. Accidents happen, right? Well, after a few more attempts, I realized what was happening. You know, finding us holding a pile of pills, standing on a chair with a noose around our neck, perched on the railing of a tall bridge. Marshall was trying to leave me! They all tried to leave me! You said you automatically take over, but you also said earlier that they always leave. Care to explain? After a while, they learn how to push me back. Never for that long. My turn will always happen, but knowing this, if they hold me off just long enough, then... then... They can leave. Yeah. And Marshall is learning to push back. I can't lose another one! I've lost so many! There... there's this thing. This thing I know I can do, but have never done. If I wanted, I could trap them. Make sure they never get a turn unless I want them to. Should I do it? Just until I can make our lives perfect. Why haven't you before? In case. Just in case they... They don't go to a happy dream. I don't want them to be unhappy. Okay, I'll help, but I have to tell you that I want to do this right. First, we need to open a proper line of communication. I honestly think- What? What's happening? Where am I? Who are you? Marshall. Oh, not again. What happened? I don't know what's going on. Mr. Cordell, my name is Dr. Why Olin. Why does this keep happening? Mr. Cordell, I need you Why to calm does down. Why this keep happening? Session one ending. Recording Recording? Ends. Why am I... That was Dr. Olin. And that patient. Charles, can you believe this? I'm... in shock. Right. To think that... Irrelevant. What? The date is still irrelevant. He said that. The date is very much not so. Good record-keeping requires the measurement of time. How else would he track progress? Of course. That's what you take issue with. What else would I take issue with? It's the date, Donahue. Never mind. You should listen to my audio log from earlier. Wait until you get to the twist. Let me just switch the tapes. Hold on. This episode was written and produced by Christopher George. Charles Talbot was played by Christopher George. Lucian Donahue was played by Dakota Hamlin. H. Gray was played by Michael Williams. Eli was played by Dalton Lewis. Dr. Olin was played by Peter O'Keefe. 
Script editing was done by Dalton Lewis. Thanks again for listening, and we are very excited for the changes and the expanding staff. You have been a huge part of that. If you haven't already, make sure to leave a review and tell your friends, your family, and complete strangers about us. If you wanted to help out in a financial way, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash thepatientfiles and enjoy the bonus content we have there. And as always, stay safe, stay sane.